This is the Business Briefcase Podcast, heard exclusively at loandesk.com.au. Hear business financing tips and interviews to grow your business. Okay, welcome to the Business Briefcase Podcast. This is number four in the series uh, and number two in the Endvoice Factoring Podcast we're doing. Uh, today we're going to be speaking about the, the, the true cost of factoring. We're going to be going through... Uh, the different types, um, how uh, how each one is priced. Uh, I'm Lee. And I'm Simon. So uh, we're just going to get started uh, and just briefly touch back on the part one of the factoring series where we talked about the different types um, and what was really involved in each facility and how they worked. Um, and this one, we're just going to basically dive straight into it, Simon. So uh, we're going to go through the two most popular, which is probably uh, the two we should really focus on, and that's the spot factoring and the uh, the debtor finance, the full and the partial type facilities. Yeah, all right. Um, so let's focus on on spot, which is probably slightly easier, I guess, to try and get your head around in terms of pricing. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we probably want to just go through quickly as to how the transaction would happen. I don't think we did it last week, right? So let's say you present an invoice for the value of $100 to your financier. Mm -hmm. We'll keep nice round numbers. Uh, As it's spot financing, you probably won't get the full 80% advance. Let's say that you get 60%, um, which is probably roughly accurate. So on that, the financier would give you $60. Uh, at a point in time in the future when your customer pays you, let's say it's in 30 days time, one month, that invoice is paid in full, that's $100, that is paid to the financier uh, and following that the financier then pays you back the rebate which is the $40, so the 100 minus 60 minus their fee, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that fee. So where do they take the fee out up front or at the back? No, that's on the back end. So you get yeah. your advance basically, so in this instance mm-hmm. for this example, for the spot factoring, um, there was a $60 advance, mm-hmm. $40 was the back end or the rebate, uh, as it's called within within the industry, and the fee is taken out of that rebate basically. So yeah. it's, it's taken out, you pay the fee when your customer pays you. Yeah, uh, it's probably worth mentioning there is a couple of funders around that I've seen over the years that do take it out up front, um, which initially would lower your net amount in the hand. So if you were getting 60 cents in the dollar, you'd get say 59 or 58 or 57 depending on mm. the cost depends but that's unusual now isn't it it's unusual it's, yeah. yeah yeah it's sort of not there's a bit of a, a bit of an even playing field now because the uh, the amount of competition from the factors yeah okay um now it's always difficult trying to wrap your head around what the interest rate is or what the price you're paying for these non-bank type loans uh and the main reason as we've spoken before is that the lenders try very hard to tell you that a rate should not apply here and yeah it sort of makes sense as with factoring you are selling an asset and they are buying it at a discount so the idea of hey there isn't really an interest rate it kind of makes sense but the real reason they do it is because when you do annualize the rate and work it out and compare it against something which is um, probably more um, what you're used to like a credit card type rate in the consumer world uh, it's a much bigger number so mm. We won't dwell on it, but we'll just go through it very quickly. So with the example that we just had, it's a $100 invoice, you get a $60 advance. So the amount which is lent to you effectively is the 60 bucks. Uh, now, let's just say for spot factoring, let's say that the discount or the fee which the factor charges you for spot factoring, because it is just a single invoice or a single debtor, it's going to be relatively high. Mm. Let's say uh, it's 9%. Sound fair? 
Yeah, so it's important to, I guess, understand that when you see an advertised rate or you're told a rate from a spot factor, they're going to tell you the lowest rate and that's probably the initial amount that you would pay um, when you first finance the invoice, but it will incrementally go up depending on the amount of time it takes for that invoice to get paid. That's right. So, I mean, look, some some factors will charge per on a per week basis, some will charge bi-weekly, some will charge for a block rate for one month up front and then every week thereafter. Yeah. Um, it's just totally dependent on that spot factoring company That's and right. how they charge. And the time that the invoice is left not paid, right? So let's That's right. keep it nice and simple for this example. Let's say it's exactly four weeks mm-hmm. that it takes the invoice. So um, you raise an invoice on the first of the month and you present it to your financier. They fund you on the first of the month and then that invoice is paid bang on when it's due, say 30 days later. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so let's just call that four weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it, if you can um, and you can time it right, you can probably, well, if you've got the luxury, if you've got multiple invoices, maybe pick out one which you think is going to get paid, you know, in the next couple of weeks because you're only going to pay for a couple of weeks of That's right. funding. You might pay half the rate. Yeah, you might pay half the rate. Give or take. So spot factoring, again, I, I said 9%. So that's average, I think, for a spot factoring type facility. Average, it sometimes yeah. is more expensive, but mm. sometimes it's less. So that's $9 basically of your $100 invoice, mm. which you are paying to your financier. So just going back there, you said $9 of the invoice. Of the invoice value, right? Yeah. So that's 9% of the invoice value. Yep. So that's a direct impact on your gross margin, right? Mm. So for that particular invoice, mm. it's been reduced by 9%. So that's a pretty critical thing there, um, <laughs> which you probably didn't realize when you go to the financier is, hey, am I being charged on the actual money you're giving me or are you charging me on the invoice value? Absolutely. And that becomes even more of an issue when we're in the sort of spot factoring realm where the advance rate is reduced. So as we said mm. before, in this example, you've been advanced 60% or $60 on your $100 invoice and you've and you've paid $9 in fees basically, or that's the interest that you've mm. paid on $60. Now what's that, right? So uh, $9 on, on 60, that's 15%. Mm. Yep. Okay. You've paid 15% on the amount that you've been lent in a one month period. Now, if you want to turn that into an annualized rate, you can, it's pretty simple. We'll just use simple interest. So we'll mm. times by 12, right? 15 by 12, Yep. that's 180%. Oh. Right, that's simple interest. It's not compounded. Yep. So we aren't taking into a, the effect of interest on interest, but mm. it doesn't matter so much when the term is, is so small, right? Mm. So, but that's the rate. And yeah, that's the rate. Look, the, the reality is, um, I mean, we're gonna just talk about how you should interpret those rates and <laughs> I mean we did mention we did start off with spot factoring but these rates do apply across the board right um, and even when we start talking about how they charge on the debt of finance partial and full ledgers it still applies how they charge based on the mechanism is it on the face value or on the funds they've actually given you mm. um, so it's the same um, but I think I don't know if we're moving forward here, but when you look at the, I guess they're charging in the face value, I guess you can compare that to, um, and you might hear this when you speak to a factor, but it is actually true. Um, if you give a discount to your customers to pay your invoice, and look, the general rate you might give is 5 or 10% discount to pay me up, early payment discount, 
I mean, do you go away and annualize that? Do you ring your accountant and say, hey, I just gave a 10% discount on my invoices now for early payments, and your accountant, will he turn around and say, well, if you annualize that, you're losing 180%. That's right. Or 100 and whatever you came up with before. Yeah. You know? So there's often little value in doing these sums, but I, I, I think it is nice to at least put in context so you sort of know the sorts of numbers that you are talking about, but then yep. don't dwell on it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and, and again, that's a big number which we just mm. worked out, uh, but... You know, you got to take it into context. Yeah, you, you can't compare it against a product which you know you probably couldn't get. Yeah, or that's right, or a product that's going to be able to be used so readily available, and you know the ease, and especially with spot factoring, which we've got to move on from spot factoring. Mm. Um, but especially spot factoring, because we always talk about that as the number one, because in the business owner or anyone's minds, that's the simplest product you can get in the market for this type of funding. Um, the flexibility and, you know, there's just that no lock-in factor. Higher price per invoice cost, but if you only use it occasionally, it's probably going to work out as your best option. Yes. Yep. Yep. And yep. that'll make more sense once we go through uh, these facility type scenarios, won't we? Which we're That's right. About yep. to start now. So number two on the list is the debtor finance, the full and partial facilities. Basically, like if you listen to the uh, the first podcast in this factoring series, you would know by now that full and partial uh, basically operate on the same mechanisms um, together. Uh, one simply just means that you're financing every invoice on your ledger of your business over a 12-month period, for instance, and partial ledger is just how it sounds. Um, the financier has that flexibility where you're allowed to split out your ledger. You might be turning over 300 grand per month, but you only need 100 of that financed on an ongoing basis. Of course, you pay for the privilege of having the flexibility over the full ledger, um, and we'll just break down. So with spot factoring, uh, as Simon was going through, you are charged one single rate on the, on the invoice, right? So block rate, 1% a week. 2% a week, mm. you know, 4% for a block month rate. It's pretty simple to work out. Pretty simple, Makes right? Makes sense, yeah. So just quickly recap, spot factoring charge on weekly rates or bulk portion rates, so four block and a block rate. The debtor or partial or full facility guys, they like to break the rate up, right? Now, we don't know where this came from, but it seems to be mainly done in Australia. So what they do is they have a, a split way that they charge. One is called an administration fee and one is called a discount fee. Now, going back to the first podcast again, the reason why they charge that administration fee is because effectively they charge you a minimum administration fee for the entire period of the contract, say 12 months. And the reason why they charge it this way is so they can spread the cost of your facility out over 12 months, which actually brings down the rate per invoice cost. So there's that administration fee that you'll get charged on every single invoice that goes through the facility. Every time you finance an invoice, that administration fee will go towards making up that minimum 12-month fee. So the minimum fee is not an additional fee. It's just the minimum amount you've got to make up over the 12 months, right? Yeah. Think of like a phone contract that, hey, you're committed to a certain amount over 12 months. Mm. Uh, even if you don't use it, you're still going to pay it. That's right. So the, then the second 
additional uh, cost is that discount rate and a lot of people like to refer this just as the interest charge so you'll hear a factor say look you were charging an administration fee on each invoice for say one uh, percent um, and then you'll get a discount fee which is the interest component of say 0.25 or 0.03 percent um, sorry, point What's oh two five per day. Per day, yeah, yeah. Which you know can be anywhere from you know on an APR annualized rate, it can work out to it's be a high anywhere. teens, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, sometimes it can be down to nine percent, up yeah. to thirteen, fourteen percent. Just That's depends right. on the factor, and especially you're looking at the higher rate, you know, around the point oh four to point oh fives with the partial ledger guys, because you you're paying for that flexibility, right? Yep. You're not getting charged on the entire facility. Yeah. So if we just focus purely on maybe just one invoice, just to sort of make this concrete, um, as you quite rightly said, there's an admin fee plus an interest fee or mm. an interest, um, you know, sort of rate which is applied to that. Uh, yep. That might be daily, that might be weekly, but really once you add up uh, the admin fee plus the discount fee, let's say that the invoice is outstanding for say 30 days, mm. then uh, the impact to your margin or the discount you pay on top on that on that invoice uh for an ongoing facility is about you know between three and five percent isn't it yeah yeah it's definitely a lot lower um but it's just once again it's just spreading out those payments over the 12 months and and when you enter into this facility over a spot factoring facility you're using it because you've got you need access to regular cash flow regular cash flow um and and you know you can't ring up a factor and expect to pay three percent on an invoice you know, if 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 you're not going to be using it ongoing, because you know most factors, it, you know, there's a bit of administration they've got to go through to set these facilities up, and they're not going to do it for a one-off invoice unless right. they're charging you the rates that reflect the the pain that they've gone through in setting you up. Yeah, that's right. I think it's worthwhile just calling out as well is that if if you don't factor an invoice, um, so the lender does not advance against an invoice, but but that is then paid through the facility the administration fee is applied on that invoice it is yeah so if you think about it from the lender's point of view it's money for jam isn't it Mm. really so if you are um, going to go through the motions of setting up one of these facilities it's it's good to factor as much as possible yeah yeah and that's the thing um, you find is that some people you find they business owners and they I don't know whether they're confused or the salespeople haven't or the credit team or whoever hasn't explained it the business owner but when you enter into a longer term contract and you do have a minimum fee I've experienced business owners sitting back and going well I don't want to finance my invoices because I'm going to pay interest fee right but the reality is you're paying for it anyway whether you like it or not, you're going to pay that minimum monthly fee or yearly fee and you've got to make sure that you're utilising the facility. Because one thing we wanted to touch on is that the benefit of these... I guess there's two ways that these facilities can be expensive or they can be really cheap, right? And that is if you enter into a longer-term contract and you sign up for a $200,000 facility and your minimum fee is, say, I don't know, $20,000 or something, right? Um you get circumstances where you might only use half of that facility right throughout the whole course of the year and then so the actual average rate of that the cost on that facility goes up per invoice so it doesn't become as cheap but i've done the numbers many times and 
Simon probably agrees and he's probably seen it before, but, you know, when we're looking at clients through Loan Desk or whatever, you, you can see that if they're using their facility all the time, the actual gross, the cost on their gross margin over that full 12 months sometimes only works out to be 2.5%. Yeah. Like you're only losing 25 to 3% of your actual turnover, which if you're giving discounts, right, that's nothing. This is so important and I think it's... The- it's the main thing which makes a factoring facility or the setup of such a loan a success or not. And it's gotta be, you've, you've, you've gotta right size this facility. Yeah. So let's say that you speak into your factor and he comes along and says, uh, all right, uh, so for this 12 months, the admin fee is 1%, right? Mm. So that's 1% that you'll pay on every single invoice that mm. comes through the facility. And your minimum contract fee for the 12 months, let's just keep it nice and easy, is 10 grand. Okay. Right. Now, what you must do and you have to do, and this is so important, is you must think yourself right. So for me to make up that contract fee and not pay any additional, so essentially not, not pay for funding that I never get, again, so that's yep. money for jam for the lender, mm. you've got to think yourself, then I need to make a million dollars in revenue, right? Mm. So 1% of a million dollars is 10 grand, mm. okay? And if I don't do that, then I'm paying the factor for money that I was never lent. So if your revenue in the previous 12 months was 750 grand and the factor comes to you and says, hey, I've got the deal for you. Yeah. Here's a 10 grand minimum. You mm. need to ask your factor as to why you're sizing the account like that. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that revenue, then scale back the facility size. Yeah, if you can. So yeah. important. And I, I think it is probably quite common practice for, for lenders to, um, I guess, maybe push that these facility size these facilities on the larger size basically because it is it is uh, very uh, profitable for the lenders when you're making up minimum contract fees for money which you were never lent mm. if that makes sense I, I think it's so important definitely important um, just getting that turnover right I think one thing which I guess um, I guess we shouldn't be too hard on the lenders. I mean, the reality is with factoring and the reason why you've got those administration fees, and look, sometimes you might pay more than you should be paying, but there's an element of administration that you just don't realise goes on in the back end, right? These lenders are processing invoices. Um, They're not like an outsourced back office of yours, but if you can think about you've got a business... You're a business owner. You employ a girl in your office $45,000 a year to sit there and she accepts invoices and draws them up and sends them out to your customers and does all of that. Well, the fact are the invoice finance company has people in their office that sit there and they process your invoices as well. You send them yeah. copies of those invoices. They check that what you've uploaded, they've got copies of. They have to file them. They have to uh, reconcile your payments. They do all of that. So that administration is built into your cost for that facility. So it's worth just putting your, I guess, putting yourself in the lender's shoes and thinking, well, oh, and, and, and also they are credit checking your customers as well. So there's some absorbed fees that go on in there. But for the purposes, I guess, you know, not thinking, oh, geez, you poor lender, you've got, you know, all these costs of running your business. Um, you know, from a cost point of view, what Simon was just saying is exactly right. I mean, that's what it's costing you. Um, but just keep in mind that they've got administration, they've got costs, they've got you know fees. And if they're if you come to them and say, oh, "I need two hundred thousand dollars and I want it," and I you know, and that's what I need, um, 
well, you're going to expect them to build in an appropriate minimum fee for that 12 months yeah. for you to have use of that facility. Yeah, you are right. Um, but I, I guess it's putting on the business owner hat. Mm. If you can right-size it, yeah, so if you, can, if you can get a facility which is right for you in terms of the right size, so not too big and not too small, it's just right. Uh, and if you can chase your debtors so they pay sooner than later, as you quite rightly mm. said, and we're probably thinking of the same, I guess, uh, gold client has come through loan desk and they've been set up with the factoring facility and we know that the impact on her margin mm. is between two and two and a half percent yeah which uh, is pretty and good. she's not paying any additional minimum monthlies it's mm. it's that that's the actual real cost and that's mm. a i think a real success story and it grows with her as well so yep. as she grows she gets more funding it's um she gets credit monitoring she gets all of that she gets all and she loves that's it and i i think it's because it was done right mm. right from the start basically yeah, and just quickly, there was another guy, uh, business owner that came through, um, and he was looking at a longer-term solution, but he ended up taking the spot factoring solution because at the end of the day, it was just a lot easier for him, and he thought, well, look, I don't want to lock myself into a contract, and I'll just take yeah. this this time, and if I do he decide... He wants the flexibility. Yeah, yeah, he wants the flexibility. Um, just moving on from that now, there is... Uh, we did talk about invoice discounting in the last podcast, but we're not going to go into that because it's not a very, you know, it, it's more of a banking-type product generally. Um, and you probably won't come across it that much. Um, so what I'd like to talk about um, is just understanding what type of security they take over your business and how they how they do that. Um, so, you know, you've approached the fact that they're, they're going to, you know, go through all that setup process with you um, and then they settle and they take security over your business now what the factor will generally say to you is, oh, we're just taking security over your receivables. But that's not really the truth, right? The truth is they're going to put what used to be called a fixed and floating charge over your business. That's now changed to, um, well, there's been a, a very, very large significant shift in the way that um, financiers and and lenders and all sorts of people register their security interests on business and 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 the, and the, and the like, and it, it's called the Personal Property Security Act, mm. PPCA, which is extremely, it's very broad in nature. Like it's a huge register. Um, it's it was it's already been run in New Zealand and Canada, um, and lenders register their interests on the PPSR, which is the it's the register, the Personal Property Security Register. Um, so what the lenders actually register when you get a factoring facility is called an all pap which is short for all present and quiet after property which is like a blanket security over your business which is very similar to the old fixed and floating charge um uh, process that you used to go through it was a manual process now with the register it it's very easy to register it's all done online it's all trackable and it, it's very good for lenders now because they can you know easily track that so the main thing is to understand that yes you will have a blanket security on your business um and if you approach one of these factors right i mean simon you what i mean what's the likelihood if say the client comes through loan desk right they're looking for a loan they got bank finance in place the bank will only lend them the money based on security of the house or the property or yeah, whatever. Yeah, physical security it's normally. Physical security. And then we, oh, I guess our consultants here go, well, look, we can see that you've got 200 grand outstanding to you in receivables. You, we look like you can qualify for a factoring facility. What's If the bank's already got all the security over the business, what's the likelihood that we're going to be able to match them up 
with a factoring company to yeah. get access to that. I think it's 50-50. It, it depends on your bank, doesn't it? And it depends on your history with that bank. If, if you've been a good client of the bank and you've been good with your payments, i.e. that's probably your home loan payments on the, on the security which is tied in to that business, yep. or if you've, been, if you've been banking and showing steady cash flow for a while just through your normal accounts, mm. um, uh, then you probably get a yes. Um, if you if you haven't been doing that, then the the bank will probably not grant um, a release over the security of your invoices. So an invoice factor could come along and subsequently fund yeah. you. Solid point there. So release. So you've got the bank will register as well exactly the same thing in all part all present acquired security after property as the factor would, but what that does is encompasses all security, right? So the bank has security over your receivables, and in order for you to be able to finance those receivables, the bank's got to give you permission, which is, the they'll say it's a release over yeah. the receivables, right? Of the is business. it worthwhile just taking a quick second um, just to clarify what security means? Like, I get it, it's probably much easier to think about if I take out a car loan, the lender has security over my car mm. until I've finished paying that last payment. But over a business, it's a bit different, isn't it? Because it's intangible. It's like there's there's often no fixed assets like yep. receivables. So what does it really mean? Like if so, for a lender to be secured over a business through an ORPAP, what does that really mean? Yeah, good, very actually awesome question. Because it's not a fixed asset like like you know a piece of equipment or a property, mm. right? that piece of equipment can be bunkered down. It stays relatively of value all the time, right? It, it's stationary. You can grab hold of it. You can touch it. It's real. Yeah. It's real. With invoicing, that's why they call it a floating charge before. Now it's an all pap, all present and quite off the property because invoices are a floating type asset. They move, they change, they're variable. They move every single day. What the financiers are doing is they need to basically chuck a net over it and go well. We're throwing a net over all these receivables because they, they, you know, it's like a box of kittens <laughs> trying to. They're jumping around. They're moving around, right? You got to grab hold of those kittens, chuck them back in the box all Sounds the time. Like fun because the receivables, they're fluctuating value constantly. And what financiers do or factoring companies is every day. It's not like you go and borrow money against a house. Ten weeks later, that house is still the same value. With receivables funding, those lenders are logging in every day. They're just monitoring those assets. So it's a constant monitoring battle for the financier because they're fluctuating, they're moving, they're reconciling, they're changing. Mm. So, yeah, sorry, going back in short, the reason why that that's a floating or, or part encompassing is because we can't go and put a specific registration over one receivable. We can put one specific registration over one customer or debt whore, but very difficult just to do it one off yeah, each right. single invoice. And I guess the reason why they do it is just like if you have security over the car in a car loan, that lender can come in and get that car in a, in a situation That's right. uh, where the payment was not made, similar to an ORPAP, which is going to include the receivables ledger. Yeah. Um, if the loan amount isn't paid back or if the advances aren't, aren't paid back, mm. then that, that lender can come and reclaim those outstanding assets, in this case, the receivables. That's, yep. that's why they put the charge on, That's right? why they put it on, yep. yep. And so, yeah, going back, if the bank will release the security to the financier or the factoring company to do the, to do the facility for you, 
happy days. You got two credit lines. It'll grow. The fact they won't look at the property um, and go, well, you know, what's it worth? They'll look at your yeah. receivables turnover and give you money against them, eighty percent. And I guess the thing to point out as well that if you don't have any bank funding, um, that's tied to your business, and you have receivables then you don't have to worry about any of the stuff we just spoke about. It'll, exactly. It'll, it'll just happen. Yeah. yeah, you just have a super quick setup. Like <laughs> yeah. we've had we've had uh, businesses come through Loan Desk and they've got no other funding, right? They've probably only been in business for a year or whatever and all of a sudden they start dealing with these customers, they're building up their receivables volume. To go to the bank, the bank says, oh, I'm sorry, you haven't been trading for long enough. So they come to us, they go through Loan Desk, we pair them to the right factor, whether or not they need that ongoing type facility or the, just the one-off because they're not sure yet and uh, get them the money they need. Um, we're running out of time here again, but yeah, just 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 wanted to really, I guess, I guess um, target the idea that lenders you'll apply to a factoring company and you'll put in your application, and, and how difficult really is it to get approved for a facility? Come on, I mean. What are they really looking at? Are they are they going to do this financial analysis on your business? Are they going to look mm. at my turnover and look at, you know, all these jazzy things and servicing models and things that banks want? Do they want you to put a business plan in? Is these is that really what they want? Do these finance companies want that? I think I know the answer. Yeah, I I'm going to guess uh, no, and I'm going to guess the answer is going to be show me your ledger. Yeah, show me your ledger. Show me your ledger. Yeah, show me your ledger. <laughs> That's what we hear. So, yeah, look, if you've listened to this podcast and the one previously, we all we talk about is debtors and customers and quality of your customer, the credit of your customer. The lenders, these factoring companies aren't looking at your credit so heavily. They'll look at your behavior, right? Your ex-bankrupt or all that sort of stuff, but they're not going to look at the realistically. They're not going to look at whether or not you've got an ongoing profitably you know showing profit i mean they want to see that you're making money but on the books so what they're mainly looking at is they're going to skip through all your application documents they're going to go straight to a copy of your aging receivables ledger they're going to look at number one how many customers you got number two what's the quality of the customers that you're dealing with and number three, how do you invoice? Do you get a copy of your purchase order or your PODs, proof of delivery for each thing so they can prove that when you come on board and finance invoices that they're real invoices and they're going to get paid and they don't have to chase you for the money at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in a best case scenario, you have multiple customers. You have customers who are well known, right? So they're names which are recognizable. Uh, they pay within a, a short time frame or they pay on time, then under that scenario, you can expect higher advance, lower discount, thus equaling uh, yep. a lower financing charge. If, yep. if all those things are the opposite, so you have one customer or, or two, you have customers who no one's even heard of before, if they mm-hmm. pay really late, lower advance, mm-hmm. higher discount, higher financing yep. charge. Yeah. So once again, obviously listen to all this, there's so many variables that make up facilities and different types of lenders. Each factoring company around Australia does a different thing, right? You really, really need to speak to someone or go through, obviously, loan desk and and get paired with the right financier based on the way that you invoice and your company operates. Otherwise, you spin your tail. um, Sorry, spin your wheels. You can spin your tail as well. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that would be strange. Um, So... There is a few other things, and look, if you want to hear about it, let us know. 
you know comment on the blog um we're not going to go into it now because we're running out of time but we i mean we can we we're going to go into you know how lenders assess the risk which is the concentration dilution we might do another subsequent podcast in the future about the types of fraud and and those sort of things that can get you into trouble and oh what gets you into trouble with a factoring company and what is going to be i guess the uh the consequences with these types of lenders, yeah. right? What, what the lenders will um, basically tolerate defaults, but they won't tolerate bad invoicing or, well, let's say, fake yeah, invoicing. Be trouble. Um, so thanks very much for listening. I'm just going to quickly tell you what's coming up in the next podcast, which is podcast number five, uh, the business briefcase at loandesk.com.au. We're going to be talking about short and long-term property secured business loans. Um, these are first mortgages, second mortgages, and caveats. So how do caveats operate? Uh, and what's available now, how you qualify for them in the alternative space. So when you don't qualify for a banking loan, um, when you would use them, the types of rates that you'd expect, and you might be surprised as the rates are coming down. So, and the qualifications are a lot easier than some of the, uh, the bank, especially for business lending. Um, so once again, you're listening to Lee from Loan Desk and... And Simon. See you next time. Bye-bye.